Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. I wasn't too sure I was going to be preaching this morning, Brother Westberg. <clears throat> Yesterday talked a little bit about it and I told him, I said, well, you and Brother Becton, time he preaches an hour and a half and you preach two hours, y'all just go ahead. And I said, I, I, I don't need to preach anyhow. And this morning he said, uh, you're preaching. He said, I'm not asking you to. I said, aye, aye, sir. Praise God. Amen. I tell you what, I've enjoyed all the good preaching we've heard this week at camp meeting. Amen. I, it has been so good, so rich. That's right. The day and the night services have just been thrilling. And uh, I appreciate everything we've heard. Praise God. Amen. And I know that we're going to hear some more good preaching after a while when Brother Becton and Brother Westberg preach today. Praise God. I'm looking forward to hearing from our district superintendent after a while. That's right. I love and appreciate Brother Westberg very much. And uh, I'm not saying that for any brownie points because he's not even here. Amen. And I mean that with all of my heart. I'm behind our district superintendent 100%. Praise God. Amen. If I'd known for sure, Brother Muncie, I was going to be preaching this morning, I wouldn't have ate so much breakfast. <laughs> Amen. And I tell you what, that food over there has been delicious. And uh, I just, I've been getting full. Amen. And this morning was no exception. Seems like when a preacher comes through that line, they just keep a piling that food on top of there, you know, and just... I can understand that for doing it for Brother Becton or somebody like that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read this morning from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 7. going to begin with verse number one and read through verse number eight from Deuteronomy chapter seven. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whether thou goest to possess it and hath cast out many nations before thee the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, 
Thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughters thou shalt not give unto his son nor his daughters shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall you deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because ye were more in number than any people for ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Praise God. Praise God. Are you thankful for the word of the Lord today? Hallelujah. I want to preach to you for a little while this morning from this thought. The battle has only just begun. The battle has only just begun. Would you pray with me and let's ask the Lord to have his way and speak to us here this morning. Praise God, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The holy power and anointing and unction of the Spirit rest upon us here today. Speak to every heart. I pray you, you know the need. You know every soul. I believe you to have your way. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands again now and worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The children of Israel <clears throat> in bondage. of the oppressor. It was no easy life that the children of Israel lived in Egypt. It was certainly not a life of ease or of comfort. 
that God's chosen people were living while in Egyptian bondage. The oppression became so heavy that finally the children of Israel began to cry out to God for deliverance. God called a man by the name of Moses sent him down into Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of their slavery. And when the plagues came, And finally Pharaoh at the last plague said, get out of here, I don't want to see your face again. Get those people and leave this place. When the children of Israel got their belongings together, spoiled the Egyptians and began to make their way out of Egyptian bondage. Even though that a great victory had just been won, even though that deliverance from the chains of slavery had begun, wasn't over yet. The children of Israel marched out of Egypt, came to the Red Sea, and camped there with the Red Sea before them. They look behind them and here comes Pharaoh and his army with the intentions of taking them back into captivity. But God didn't bring them out of Egypt to let them die by the Red Sea. And I don't have time to preach all there is in all of this. Because there's so much in that. And the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going through the Red Sea and, and through the wilderness. And I don't have time to preach all of that. And God didn't bring us out of the world to let us die at the hands of the devil. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. He didn't deliver us from sin just to let us be taken back into captivity. He 
he didn't deliver you from cigarettes for just a year from now, you don't go back to him. He didn't take the desire for alcohol away from you just for a year from now for you to be taken back into captivity by that spirit of hell. Hey, let me tell you something this morning. God didn't take that spirit of rebellion out of you just to let you get it back a year from now and cause your pastor trouble.
You can be seated. And wait a minute. The waters are divided. The way is clear. God just performed a great miracle. But the battle's not over. The battle's not over. And so the children of Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. And the armies of Pharaoh are saying to do the same thing or drown in the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Y'all don't hang me up on all this stuff now. <laughs> and I want you to know sin can't follow you through the waters of baptism. <laughs> when you go down in the name of Jesus Christ, <laughs> the devil can't come after you through the waters of baptism. Sin can't follow you. What are you saying? I'm telling you that when, when you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, after you've come through those waters of baptism and the devil comes around saying, hey, you remember where you, you, where you used to be? You remember what you used to do? You remember the way you used to be? You don't have the right to worship God. Oh, hallelujah. You say, devil, God don't even remember that. God don't even remember that. God has forgotten all about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But after Pharaoh's army died in the Red Sea, the battle wasn't over yet. The battle wasn't over yet. Going through the wilderness. Come into Kadesh Barnea. Hallelujah. Because of doubt and unbelief, having to turn back and wander in the wilderness for 39 more years. 40 years of wandering in the wilderness before eventually it came time for them to enter into Canaan's land. Amen. Don't ever get to fill in home down here. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the children of Israel, finally, after all of those that doubted, after all of those that said, we can't do it, 
us now. After all of those that said we can't build a church in this day. After all of those that said the days of miracles are over with. After they had all died off. And they were at Kadesh Barnea one more time. And there stood Jordan in flood stage before them. They didn't have their eyes on Jordan. They had their eyes on the promise. And when the feet of the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant when the soles of their feet touched the water, the waters divided. And again, the children of Israel walked across on dry ground. Hey, let me tell you something. When your pastor, when your priest, when your pastor puts his foot in the water, don't you draw back and say, oh, I just don't know if we can do that or not. I just don't know if we can handle that or not. I just don't know if we can go over there or not. You just follow him. I'm telling you, you follow the man of God and the waters are going to part and the church is going to walk through Jordan on dry ground and enter into the promised land. And there is so much symbolism here. We, we type the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, going through the Red Sea, through the wilderness, to Kadesh Barnea, entering into the promised land. We know that that is a beautiful type of repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And we also know that that is, that is uh, symbolic of, of uh, us entering into the promise of God and contending for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints and believing that what God did for the apostles in the early church that God's still doing today and that, if, that God is the same yesterday and today and forever. It is symbolic of the church entering into a place of revival. It is symbolic of the church entering into a place of uh, receiving what God has for the church today. But let me tell you something this morning. When the children of Israel crossed over Jordan and entered into the promised land, the battle wasn't over yet. I said the battle was not over yet. Oh, God. And we think, man, if I can just get into Canaan, if I can just get into, in, into the promised land, man, if I can just, if I can just fill my altars up, 
If I can just pray some people through to the Holy Ghost. If I can just get some people baptized in the name of Jesus. If I can just, oh, if I can just have a, have an increase in my Sunday school. If, if, if I can just do all of that. But let me tell you something this morning. When we get them prayed through in the altar, when we get them on their knees repenting, when we get them baptized in Jesus' name, when we get them full of the Holy Ghost, the battle is not over yet. I said the battle is not over yet because God said, when you get into the Canaan land, when you get into the land that's flowing with milk and honey, when you have possessed that and I have promised unto you, there's some people in there that I won't driven out. There's some people in there that cannot stay with you. They can't cohabit Canaan with you. You gotta drive them out. Seven nations, the Lord said, that are greater and mightier than thou. But I want to, I want you to notice something. When he said they're greater and mightier than you are, that ought to let me know right there, Brother Muncy, I can't drive them out by myself. up this morning I've tried to drive them out before brother Muncie all by myself but you know I read on down there a little bit brother Con and the Lord said you're not going to drive them out all at once he said but little by little <laughs> you're not going to get them out all at one time but little but bless God <laughs> I want them out right now <laughs> that's the way I feel about it sometimes I want them out right now and God give me patience and give it to me right now And God, what are you waiting on? And let me tell you something. God's got his own timing. And when I try to move in my timing, and when I try to do it my way, and when I try in myself to drive the Gergeshites out, and to drive the Hittites out, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, when I try to drive them out myself, 
I come reeling and rocking and, and say, Lord, I thought you was with me. Where'd you go? And God says, son, when I get ready, and God said, son, you wait on me. And one of the hardest things I ever did in my life was wait. I never did like to go to a cafeteria because you had to wait in line. And y'all noticed I hadn't been waiting in line around here, had you? I've been going right up there to the front. <laughs> Praise God. I'm so glad the preachers get to go to the front of the <laughs> I'd probably go home, go to bed rather than wait in that line. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whether thou goest to possess it and hast cast out many nations before thee. Who cast them out? Did Joshua cast them out? Did Caleb cast them out? No. God is the one that cast them out. And if I can only get this message in my own heart, if I can just get it in my own spirit, that it takes the power and the work of the Holy Ghost to get those nations out. Y'all pray for me, pray for me, that, that, I'll, that I'll learn what I'm preaching about here today, that I'll learn to let the Holy Ghost do the work in the power of the Spirit. Hey, let me tell you something. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea here today. I want you to know the Holy Ghost uses the ministry of the Word to drive those nations out. I said the Holy Ghost will use your pastor to drive. God used Joshua. God used Caleb. God used those men of faith to drive those heathen nations out of Canaan's land. And God's still using men. I said God's still using men. But sometimes when God uses a man to try to drive those Jebusites out, along comes some saint and says, Brother Pastor, wait a minute. I saw one of those young Jebusites and he looked just right for my daughter. And brother pastor, one of those Gergeshites. Ain't no I saw one of them young ladies that looked just right for my son. 
let them stay. Come on, brother. Pastor, let them stay. They don't have to go. There's no need for us to be so harsh with them. I mean, aren't we supposed to be merciful? Aren't we supposed to be kind and compassionate? Aren't we supposed to be long-suffering? And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. God said, don't show them any mercy. I don't care if your son does like their daughter. I don't care if your daughter does like their son. Don't you show them any mercy. You drive them out. You don't make a covenant with them. Get them out. 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 disturbs me when I see parents that will allow in their children what they wouldn't allow in themselves. It disturbs me when I see saints that when the pastor has to get on to their children, they get all puffed up. They'll get all mad. Ah, that pastor ain't got no right to get on my little darling. There ain't nothing wrong with that Jebusite. There ain't nothing wrong with that Gergesite. You better get your spirit right, child of God. You better get behind the man of God that the Holy Ghost is moving with, that the Holy Ghost is working with. And get that Jebusite out of there. Get that Gergesite out of there. Get that hot out of there. the battle wasn't over. As a matter of fact, it had only just begun. Yeah, how many times, how many times have we found out that to be true in, in experience? That you get them to repent and get them baptized in Jesus' name and get them full of the Holy Ghost will come, but the battle's not over yet, honey. I'm telling you, they got Jebusites in their life. They got Hivites and Perizzites and Gergeshites and, and all kind of ites. Amen. 
and they gotta they, they gotta be they gotta be delivered from those. They gotta drive those things out of their heart. They gotta get them out of their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I don't know if Brother Chalfin's in here this morning, but I believe every word that he preached the other day. Amen. And I don't get tired. I don't get tired of hearing the laundry list. Just let them come on down the laundry list again because those parasites got to go. Those gurgashites have got to go. Those high, we, cannot, we cannot coexist. We cannot cohabit revival with those things. <laughs> And I want to preach to you from my heart just a minute here now. Amen. I want to preach to you something that God spoke to me in prayer a few weeks ago. And I was on my knees at the altar, the United Pentecostal Church in Independence, Kansas. And God began to speak to my heart. And the Holy Ghost said, Son, don't give in. Son, don't, I'll tell you what, there's been a battle going on right here. I said there's been a battle. Don't you think for one minute that your pastor don't fight some battles. Don't you think for one minute that your pastor don't have some trials. You better believe it does. That's why you need to pray for him. That's why you need to lift up his hands. Oh God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's been a battle going on right here. And the devil comes around and says, oh, Dudley, why don't you let up a little bit? Dudley, why don't you give in a little bit? Hey, you gotta grow, Dudley. Come on, that's the only way to do it, son. You gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow. You gotta grow, you gotta grow. You gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow. You gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow, you gotta grow. And let me tell you something, friend. If you think there's not a desire in the heart of this preacher that's standing before you this morning to grow, you better have another thought coming. I want a Holy Ghost apostolic outpouring as much or more than anybody in this world. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to cohabitate with the parasites. I'm not going to cohabitate with the gurgashites. I'm not going to cohabitate. Oh my God. I want to grow, but don't drive me off the deep end of charismatic compromise. And the Holy Ghost said, oh man of God, stand fast because your day on Mount Carmel is coming. Oh yeah, your day on Mount Carmel is coming. Come on, bring your prophets to Baal. Come on, gather them together. Get them up there. Hey, hey, let me tell you something today, Pastor. Your day on Mount Carmel's coming. Don't give in. Don't give up. The battle's not over with. And let me tell you something. Oh.
across the waves. You're crazy. I've only just begun to fight. I've only just begun to fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something inside of me that's saying, you just hold on, preacher. Holy Ghost revival, apostolic revival. It's coming your way. It's coming your way. Don't give up. Don't give in. You don't have to compromise to have it. You can have apostolic revival and preach the truth and drive the gergesites out and drive the highlights out and drive the parasites out. My God, no. My God, no. I'm not content to dwell on the other side of Jordan. I'm not content to wander in the wilderness. going to give up and I'm not going to give in. Hallelujah. I read it to you this morning from Psalms chapter 27 where David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And God said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Hey, you get them prayed through, the battle's not over. The battle's not over. Oh, Elijah took those prophets of Baal down by the brook Kidron and killed every one of them. He killed them. That's right. And then he went back up on the hillside, took Gehazi with him, and got down, the Bible says, fell down on the ground, put his head down between his knees, and started praying, God, send a rain. Oh, God, send a rain. Elijah had just got through telling Ahab, Ahab, get in your chariot. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. That's right. Don't you think your pastor's foolish when he gets up in the pulpit and says, apostolic revival is, is coming. I hear the sound of abundance. Don't, don't look around and say, I don't see nothing. I don't see anything happening. You get up and say, praise God, I believe it, brother. Hallelujah. It's happening in Jesus' name. It's happening in Jesus' name. 
But oh, Elijah got down and prayed. And he sent Gehazi out there to look. Go look, go look. And Gehazi went out there and looked. I don't see nothing, preacher. Go look again. Still nothing. Go look again. I still don't see anything. Go look again. Hey, preacher, I still don't see nothing. Go look again. says don't give up you've been thinking about leaving the Holy Ghost says don't give up go look again you might leave just before it happened you might leave and here comes the next man and gets what should have been yours go look again go look again go look again go look again And the next verse says, and in the meantime, the sky was black with clouds. Woo! All I saw to start with was just a little cloud, like a man's hand. And in the meantime, the sky was black. Hallelujah. My God. I see a, I see a black, black, Bank of clouds. 
of a Holy Ghost revival sweeping in across the plains of Kansas. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm talking about real revival where you drive the Gergeshites out, where you get rid of the Hivites, where the Perizzites have got to go. Oh, we're not going to cohabit revival with the heathen. We're going to have real apostolic revival. The clouds are moving in. How many of you believe it? If you believe it, I want you to stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. And say, I see it. 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 Wow, let's worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's praise the Lord, everybody.